Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you joined us today. I'm always glad when you guys listen in. We get comments from you guys, and that's always nice to hear. I was just out at Destiny Church. There was a fellowship luncheon thing that was out there. Mindy Russell, who is the chaplain for the police department out uh, in Sacramento, she was out there speaking, and it was it was really good to hear. And yeah, uh, I think that's true, though. We should never forget to give thanks to our military people, to our police officers, to our firefighters, and to all the hospital workers and all those people that put their lives out there for the rest of us. So thank you. And it was a great time of fellowship. And so I've got with me today my my good friend, Steve Jarrett, who works with me out at the Union Gospel Mission. He has been there just a little bit longer than me, like 20 years longer than me. Something like that. Uh, he's been there 34, 35, 36, 36. a long time. <laughs> and I've been there, well, 16 years this month. Amen. So about, but, yeah, half. about 20 years, right? Difference. But he has a wealth spring of knowledge and a great testimony that is his. Um, you know, just for you folks out there, I just want you to know that you can have all kinds of discussions with people, and they can debate with you about the Bible, and they can debate with you about salvation, and they can debate with you about the existence of God, but nobody can debate with you about your own personal testimony. That's true. Uh, when you tell people what God has done in your life, nobody can dispute that, because only you have lived through that. And uh, so... Stevens was a great testimony. He was, uh, maybe you should tell people. You know, uh, how, uh, how, you haven't there for a long time, actually. No, but you know, it's funny about that. I was talking to one of our um, men on the program. He was in my office um, um, taking care of some business there. And so we was talking a little bit. And then he kind of asked about how I got there. Yeah. Why don't <laughs> so you tell I, the people, So too? I gave him my, my testimony of, of, of you know, which was uh, kind of parallels at least his bringing up. You know, he was talking about you know his family was you know, he, you know, had good family and you know, and he he didn't you know live living you know uh, in a broken home or you know and and had uh, food on the table and all those things. And I was you know so I was telling him yeah that's you know I grew up my I have no one to blame what where how I got off the the straight and narrow as it were. I mean, it's still lost, but I was, you know, I, no, nothing caused me, you know, environment caused me to, to mm -hmm. do what I did. I did that on my own. That's been rebellious. I had a, but I had a family that, you know, that uh, loved me. I had a father and mother that was in the house that was, I grew up, you know, and they were still together and my dad worked hard and my mom took care of the, you know, things at the house and, and I just decided to be rebellious and do what I have done. So anyway, as the course of my life went, by especially um as an adult i you know went to the navy i got drafted but so i joined the navy and all this time i was drinking but i was maintaining 
as it were, even using drugs. But I was, you know, that was the weekend partying sure. thing, you know, get back to the business during the week. And, uh, but, you know, it, it slowly but surely took over my life. And by the time I got out of the Navy in 74, even before that, I was already a wreck. Um, and uh, by the time I got out and went back to the job I had, I couldn't really maintain that job anymore because I was too busy getting, um, getting high all the time. And that was the priority of my life. Um, so we can kind of fast forward to me just moving out to California. I'm from New Jersey. And I moved out to California in 82, expecting to change my life. I, you know, I had left a job that I had um, as a chemical lab tech for um, um, a company called uh, Carter Wallace. It's no longer um, viable anymore, but it was at that time and pretty large. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and um, so I just walked off the job one day, you know, after working there a year because I just decided to get high was more important than maintaining the job. And so mom died. I kind of just threw up my hands and said, you know, I'm getting out of here. I don't know, you know, it was a whim. I didn't think it out really good. <laughs> but I had two cousins that moved out in California, out here in Sacramento. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to California. And, you know, whatever, you know, I'm just gone. And my dad helped me to do that, gave me the money to fly out here. And I thought my life would go for the better because I'm in a different area. And it, it did, but it, it got worse before it got better. You know, yeah. So I went from you know, uh, having an apartment for a while when I got unemployment checks that finally came in to running out of it, trying to find a job, couldn't find a job, didn't really spend that much of time finding it because then I found my friend, you know, um, which was getting high again. Um, stopped for a little while, but of course that, you know, that's what you do, what you do. That's you, yeah. you postpone it, but you, you go back yeah. to it. Yeah. And, um, but all this time when I was down on, on downtown area, I would, uh, if I didn't have any money or a little bit of money I had, I would go to the Union Gospel Mission to, uh, get food and they, cause they had a service and they fed people after that. And they even house you, if, you know, they'll give you a temporary housing for you know, seven days, temporary bed, I should say. And, um, so I utilized those things when I had to, but I, I figured I could hear the gospel message, you know, here I used to call it ear banging and figured, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could handle that, <laughs> you know, it'll be, I could do that for, you know, an hour, sure. you know, and get what I need to get. Well, you know, I, I did that for a while, but as life got harder and harder to live and then I went from having some money to having nothing to living on the streets for about three and a half years, um, all this time, I'm still going to the mission. I'm staying there sometimes, and I'm hearing God's word, and and slowly, but yes, surely, He changed my heart and 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 broke it down to where I knew I needed to surrender to to Him and and know that His Son died for my sins and He is real. I mean, I Amen. I think I really didn't get that in my head that God was real. He really there, there is a God, and He He loves me, but but He can't accept how I live and then take me to heaven. Uh, as my pastor at my, at my church says, and dirty up the place. Can't do that. Dirty <laughs> up the place. Yeah. Yeah. You're not with your sin nature. So, um, I gave my life to Christ. Um, uh, I think it was like in March of 1985. And, uh, about two weeks or so later, I, I, I got on the program. It was, it was filled at the time. I, um, when, um, I first asked, at that night that I, when I when I gave my life to Christ. But um, uh, two weeks later, and it was a tough two weeks, I, 
I tried to do everything not to get high, and then people came out of the woodwork trying to get me high. That's how it always yeah. works. So I was telling Larry all of this. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they're just, you know, hey, always everybody want to give me something now. You know, they didn't want to give me nothing before or very rarely. And uh, so I, I, after about two weeks, I kind of, you know, I succumbed because I, I had this new life, but I didn't know what to do with it, and I didn't know how to apply it because I didn't, I didn't understand. And so um, about a three-day drink, I was on a three-day binge, and I just wore out sleeping under a bamboo shoots, bamboo tree out by the um, by the river behind a rusty duck. Okay. Right back there, um, over Richards Boulevard. And I, so I just dragged myself down to the mission, knowing that you know that's about seven thirty. Need to get there so I can, you know, get something to eat. And as I as I'm getting into the parking lot, there's a guy on the program that eventually came my my best man at my wedding. Said, hey, you still want to get on the program? And it I was said, Kurt. Yeah, it was Kurt. Kurt Clyborn, my buddy. Um, he said, you still want to get on the program? I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't handle it. Can't. I don't know what to do. You know, I, not, I, don't, have, I don't have the tools mm-hmm. to be out there and, and to, to live the life that's pleasing to God. I didn't know how that came about, how you do that. I didn't know how to apply the Holy Spirit's yeah. to my life. So... Came on, came on to the uh, program, and I've kind of been there ever since. Um, mm-hmm. Tell the guys that I, I, we didn't have like a graduation that we have now. We have a nine-month program. There was kind of three months, and, you know, if you want to stay, that's cool. If you don't, you know, it's all right. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, the, the director was making, was building a staff for himself. Right. And myself and Kurt and some couple other guys, he, he wanted to invest some time in, in, in and uh, uh, just seeing God work in our lives. We were, we were growing. We were, I was learning how to have the Holy Spirit touch me and then use me and then help me not to do the things I've done before or, and, and to question those things I did before and then choose his way, not my way. And as I w- this was going on in my life, he, God just had me to, to, to be there and, and to, you know, work do various jobs there and end up being in um, uh, keeping the records for our uh, donors at the time, starting from scratch, our own uh, computers and our own uh, um, list. And uh, so, like I was telling the guys, I uh, I never graduated, so I'm still there trying to look for my diploma. But we're, uh, we're, you know, we're going to give them another 30 days and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more. Yeah, just give me a little refresher course now. But, uh, you know, God has me there ever since. I mean, it's the, uh, truly, truly saved my life. Because I, I figured I was going to die out in the street. I went from a person who was pretty confident that I can handle my life to a person that couldn't handle anything. And God waited for me to surrender and give my life to him. And he, and, and he changed it totally. And I'm, I'm very grateful. Well, and isn't it the truth, Stephen, that for all of us, we need to get to the point where we, our confidence is gone and we know we can't do it? Because yeah. as long as we think we can do oh, it, well, we're going to keep trying We'll to still do scheme it. and figure out, you know, we know how to do this, right? I mean, that right. didn't work. Let me try this way and that way. All the ways that are, you know, that doesn't lead to any, any place but disaster. Yeah, and, you know, God takes us in, he forgives us, and, and he, he cleans us up, but not cleans us up to go get the heaven dirty, right? Right, that's right. 
A pastor said one time that the only thing worse than going to hell would be going to heaven covered in your sins because you couldn't stand before a holy God. And the good news is nobody is capable, right? (laughs) You can't clean yourself up. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. That's right. And uh, and I would kind of relate that to to Larry. So, well, I used his name. Yeah, well, we won't use his last (laughs) name. Um, but, um, and I think that kind of helped him because he was, you know, struggling. Yeah, he was struggling, but he's also, it was good for him to hear that, you know, something similar, you know, at least in struggles and just the background that he had was similar, you know, in some circumstances, not all, but some circumstances to mine's. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I do applaud people that don't go through all that though. (laughs) <laughs> you know that it's nice you know, if they don't yeah, yeah. They, you, know, you don't have to get real you know to the depths of craziness in order to to find christ um, i love those who who hear god's word and obey and yeah no one is you know never do anything that's contrary to god's word but you don't have to go to the depths of craziness in order to to come to him but please just come to yeah, him. But- he loves you you know, Steve, sometimes those that don't go through those type of things have an even harder time hearing the Word of oh, God because know. they don't yeah. see why they're so bad. Yeah. You know, I'm not such a bad guy. I mean, yeah, you know? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't doing go the right out. right things. It must be, be okay. Yeah, I'm not robbing stores, drinking, drugging, those kind of things, so I must be okay. But yeah. you, you're not any closer to God than the guy running and gunning, right? Right. And that's very true. I just like those. And the, the good testimonies also are the ones that when they hear God's word, they respond. They respond. You know, one of the things that we fail to realize sometimes is consequences that God forgives us. And sometimes there's consequences that linger. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys come on the program and just a very simple one is sometimes they have some pretty vulgar tattoos and stuff like that. And now they're Christian men, and they've got these horrible things on them. Yeah. And that's a small consequence that can be taken care of. But Stephen had a consequence that ha- I think about it many times. He doesn't have any pictures or anything from his family from before. And it bothers him because yeah, that's part every, of your past. Lost everything with me and, 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 you know, little by little lost everything leaving at different places, had to get out of there or, or you know, just uh, had to move on and forgot about it or whatever, lost everything, pictures of family and, and past um, endeavors and yeah. those type of things. And, it, it, you know, I mean, it's, it's gone and, and, you know, I have this life to live, but it kind of bothers me sometimes that I lost all those things. And then when God says he will restore the years the locust has eaten, Stephen now has pictures of his wife and his kids, and he doesn't have the past pictures, but he's got those things. Exactly. You know, I've got my grandson and yeah. the life that I'm, I'm living now, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's just one of those things that you, yeah, I mean, sure. there's consequences to your actions. Yeah, to exactly. your negative actions as well as, you know. Oh, absolutely. There's, for every action, there's an equal or mm-hmm. greater reaction, right? Yes, and that's true in all our lives. And even though, you know, you, you're listening to Steve's testimony here and you're saying, wow, you know, that." listen, 
there are guys all over the place and women all over the place that maybe their story isn't as dramatic about the fall that they had, but they were no more saved no. than than the guy out on the street. And when you're driving down the road and you're in a nice car and you've got a nice house and a nice family and you're nice people and you're not following Christ, guess what? Your life isn't any cleaner than that guy no. out on the street, Mike, right? This Mike, as you, you have said in many times, I still use it, I think, that this might be the only heaven That's that they're right. going to experience That's right. without Christ. Yeah, you know... Uh, 20, I don't know what it was, 25 or 26 years ago, I guess, I started coming down to the mission as a volunteer. Now, by saying that, you know, uh, we shouldn't look and go, oh, wow, what a, what, what a long time he was, because we're talking once a month, you know. You don't, yeah, I, I mean, I applaud all you guys that come down with the church once a month. It's yep, better than most sure. people do. But yeah, you don't get a that. real grasp on it coming down once a month, 15 years ago, 16 years ago now, in August, uh, I came to the mission as the director and the pastor. And I probably got a better handle on the mission in the first week or month than I had in all the years that I'd come down before. And uh, still, you learn after 16 years, and thankfully I had Stephen with me uh, to you know, to kind of help guide and, and fill in spaces I wasn't used to. I, I knew how to run a company, and I knew how to be a pastor, but I, I didn't know how to Mission's run a mission. A different thing, totally, it is. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah, a lot of different things go on. A lot of different uh, situations with people that you, you don't see in your churches. No, and, uh, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. But it's a work to be done. It is a work to be done. We we uh, we do a lot of things at the mission, and and again, uh, I I applaud those guys that have had that experience on the street and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, Stephen's a deacon at his church, a father to his kids, a husband to his wife, a grandfather, and uh, a man of integrity. He's my friend. But that's probably the least of the kudos there. But uh, he's still my friend and works at the mission. He's assistant director. And uh, you know what? I have said this about a few other people, but it's absolutely true. I would trust Steve with my money, with my wife. I, I lost my wife last year, but my daughter then, okay? Sorry, I've, I slipped. Sorry, you know. brother. It's, that's... But it's no slip. That's just it was, it was your wife. And yeah, yeah. Man. And I know that uh, that you know uh, I I could send Steve into a room filled with twenty dollar bills and not know how many were in there and know that when he came out they're all there. Now that seems like a little thing, but there's a lot of people in this world. You might be able to trust them with your money, but not with your daughter or your wife. You might have some guys you could t- trust with your daughter or your, but not your money. And, and I know that uh, if Steve tells me something that's incorrect, it's incorrect, it's not a lie. And there's a fundamental difference. You might come to me and say, hey, man, I saw a UFO. And you say, <laughs> I think it was a spaceship. 
And you might be wrong, but that doesn't mean you lied. Seen something. You seen and something. Something like that. To yeah. My eyes and yeah, you know, my you know how I look at it represented it. It seemed to be. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, and that's that's where Steve and, and my relationship is. We're not you know we're not ever gonna fabricate anything. But I wanted to come back to something Steve said. He said that you know he had been in the Navy. He was he had left the Navy. He worked for Carter Wallace, and I'll be honest with you, I know you told me they don't exist anymore, but still it seems like, really? They were around for, yeah. yeah forever. Forever. You know, I think that's years. why uh, last oh, year. Maybe 100 years. I think that's yeah. why I, I thought you worked for 3M once, remember? I did work for 3M once. Oh, actually. you did? Yeah, I did. Before. Now, was that the rock crushing Yeah, thing? that was the oh, okay. uh, roofing material, made oh, okay. shingle material. Yeah, just before I went to the Navy. So I got drafted. I worked there. So interesting, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but here's what I wanted to tell you. I uh, I graduated high school. I went through a trade school. I I went to college, but that didn't work out. Um, I had a good job. I had some jobs in the beginning that weren't so good: washing dishes, janitorial things. And if you're a dish and, if you're washing dishes or a janitor, don't misunderstand. If you're doing it faithfully and uprightly, then you're working unto the Lord, That's and right. it doesn't matter. And uh, so, funny enough, uh, we would say, "Okay, well, you got a pretty good job. I got a little bitty uh, starter house. I know they don't make those anymore, <laughs> but I got a starter house out in Citrus Heights." So that all looks pretty good. That's a success story, right? No, it isn't. Because even though I may have had all this, the surface stuff going, I was also going out and drinking. And I was doing a lot of things I ought not do. And uh, so if God had not reached down and saved me, right. I would be, I don't know what I would be today. I'm sure that the effects of going out and drinking, I was a young man then, you keep that stuff up and you're going to wind up like my father. My father was a pharmacist, but because drinking and, well, cheating on my mom and all that kind of stuff, uh, he, uh, I didn't grow up with him. You know, by the time I was like five, we were gone. And uh, it destroyed his life. It destroyed his family uh, I could have had that same thing happen to me. I could have had it destroy my my job and more importantly, my family. And more importantly than all of that is I could have been destined for a Christless eternity, which is hell. And I, I right. know nobody wants to talk about it anymore, but it is the truth. And that just can't... Uh, God reached down from heaven and chose me, and nobody can dispute that. That's right. Stephen, That's we just have one minute, and then I, I would like you to stay so we could do another one, if of that's course. okay with you. Yes, sir. So anything you'd like to say to the folks out there? Maybe somebody's struggling, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, just always think that, always know that God is, is in your, he's watching over you. He's really, want, he's in, he is in tune of what you need in your life. And sometimes we just need to let him do that in our lives instead of trying to figure out different choices to do. And just listen to his Holy Spirit. Listen to God's word. Listen mm -hmm. when you're praying and to those 
who know you and uh, uh, and knows Christ and uh, you know. Amen. And yeah, it just you know that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. So until we meet again, my God holds you in the palm of His hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.